Hello and welcome to the Stun Show here on the Nachum Single Network. My name is Leo Rizamik, and today I will be joined by Zach Pollock, a motivational speaker who I interviewed actually a few months ago. But today we are going to talk about ways to relieve stress and the different kinds of things you can do about your stress at this time of year. Most of you may think it's because Pesach is right around the corner, which we will definitely talk about, but but for me, it will definitely be helpful because, as some of you may know, my sister is getting married tonight. So it's been a little bit, little bit stressful in my house. All good things, Baruch Hashem. But because of that, um, I can definitely use some stress relievers. In addition, because of the wedding coming up, I will be playing some of my favorite dancing songs to get myself in the mood for the wedding. And so we will get ourselves started right now, right after this.
Welcome back to the Stun Show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Leo Razamik, and today, like I said, I am joined by Zach Pollock, a motivational speaker who I first met in Camp Hask about five years ago. Then we were on Kids of Courage together, I think. Um, and this is actually not the first time I've had Zach on the air. We spoke a few months back. I think it was around September, October time. Um, the topic was happiness, so if you want to go back and listen to that. But believe it or not, Zach has actually gotten a lot more famous than I thought he was, um, and definitely more well-known than he was last time we spoke, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But for now, maybe we could all use a little bit of motivating. So, Zach, how are you today? I'm doing finally, or, you know, I think that we all need to be motivated. And the way I, and the way I like to motivate people is I think that my speeches are the stories that I, that I, that I just like to convey. My, my speeches I, 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 I just stories, stories that I feel are very relevant, are very relevant to me. So I'm actually curious about how you choose, you know, you've spoken to like, I'm pretty sure different types of crowds, some high school, maybe some older. How do you choose what to say? Meaning like right now you have a pretty diverse listening group. You could say, whatever you want, because there's so many different types of people listening. But how do you choose what to say to each group um, that you're speaking to? I would say it depends on what the audience, where I feel like the audience needs. It's not what I want to speak to. It's whatever the audience needs me to speak to them about. Okay, so let's think about where we are in this time of year. Between Perm and Pesach, Pesach's pretty close, so everybody's a little bit on edge about that, cleaning their houses and all that stuff. There's, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of election people have been talking about, so people are pretty on edge about that. You got a big smile on your face. Um, So I feel like the world is pretty stressed right now. What would you say to a group of people who are just stressed and need a little bit of calming down. I, I'm actually, I, I'm actually working on a new speech right now. So we don't want to, you to give too much of it away because you know I want you to have that speech for when you go speak publicly in places. But could you give us like a little bit of a preview so we could take something with us? It's something like. About seeking, about seeking the truth. I see, that's another thing, like, when we talk about people being stressed, I don't, I think in this day, in this day and age, people aren't always thinking about how, how can I make the most of the day, so, I'm thinking, I'm trying to get them to think about, how can I get them to make, to make the most out of their lives? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? What what can we use to, not too much, because we know you want to save your speech, but for people who are listening now who may not get a chance to hear you in other places, give us maybe two or three tips on how to do that. 
Meaning, like you said, you want to tell people how to make the most of their lives, how to make the most of each day. So what are some ways, like, okay, that sounds like a pretty big thing to do. Now, me sitting right here, how can I make the most of my day? What are a few things that maybe I might be able to do? Think about how, how life makes you feel. You have to think about how you feel emotionally when it comes to the mitzvahs. Okay, you brought it back to Hashem a little bit. I like that. Um, what? So, okay, do you have anything for Pesach about that? Stress comes a lot with Pesach. We got, I don't know, two weeks till Pesach, one week till Pesach. I don't even remember anymore. Um, what can we do in general to implement moving the mitzvot and helping us Make the most of it. When you when you talk about Pesach, well, I think Pesach is like kind of like being our Thanksgiving. Like we're talking about living the triumph, being thankful, the status of the being thankful that we're living the triumph. I uh, that's what. That's what I like about Pesach, the video of Pesach. It's like, uh, it's like us saying, you know what, Hashem, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing us out of Mitzrayim. So really, this is the perfect time of year to be talking about figuring out how to make the most of your day, because, I mean, like, I... I'm sure I've heard it connected to Thanksgiving before, but I really like the way that you did it. You, you're saying that, yeah, we all have stress in our lives, but look what just happened. If we're supposed to make ourselves as if we left Mitzrayim, maybe we should like turn off the stress and turn on the appreciation a little bit. Yeah. Then like, then I connected to poor. Oh, connecting it to Purim too. I like where this is going. Maybe, maybe Purim. They say that the Pesach and Purim are like thirty days. I think between between each other. Yeah, pretty sure it's about thirty. I think that Purim is just what we need to get. It's like what I say in my speeches. It's a way for us to get out of our comfort zone. What do you What do you mean? Could you elaborate on that a little bit? It's. Uh, and I, I remember what they what they said at YU. Can I Can I go to YU also? Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about how you go to YU, but a bit later. But yeah. They said it's a way. They said. It's a way for us to get out uh, a little bit. Have some fun. That's what Purim is all about. So we're able to, like, start the stress relief by putting on some costumes, acting a little out of the norm, and then we get into Pesach when we think is when the stress is coming back, but really we should have been preparing on Purim for minimizing the stress. Yeah. yeah. I like it.
You have anything else to say on that, or should we move on to something new? Um, I think, uh, I mean, we have to think about, I, I would say, a poem. We have to have a poem outlook in life all the time. Have a poem outlook on life all the time. Okay, so what do you mean by that? We have to try to think about how we could be more happy in life. It's a pretty good suggestion for people. I remember we talked about happiness last time I had you on the air, and you gave similar suggestions. Just it's not all the little things. You got to look at the big picture in life. I mean, I I I speak to all kinds of audiences. And it's really amazing the response because from the time I speak to them, by the end of the speech, the whole attitude has changed. What do you mean? Because of the happiness, you can see that they've already changed in their brain how they should look at life? Yeah. Have you ever... I don't know if the question is spoken in the same place twice, but the same way I'm... I'm having you on again. Have you ever seen the people that you've spoken to, uh, you know, a few months later to see if it really stuck with them? Oh yeah. Like I was just, I was just, I I just performed in school. I just spoke, I just spoke in school a few months ago, and already at the end of the speech, they're like, "Oh, when can I come back?" Well, <laughs> When when it comes back, come back. Did you give them homework? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I that I give myself more homework. What do you mean? What kind of homework, if you want to share, do you give yourself, and what kind of homework would you give other people? Well, I I I I I just kind of think about life. And see how, and again, like, what, what, what you mentioned before is, as the world is going through a very difficult time right now, with the elections, uh, I kind of, well, even though the world is going through a difficult time for me, it kind of, Makes my it makes my job a little bit more easier because I'm able to channel people's emotions. You know, because they're in a nice vulnerable state since the world is in chaos right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all for you. You planned it. You made it like this. You did it just for your speeches. Um, I'm curious. If you remember, if you always thought like this, or if you realized one day, like, this is silly, I should live a happier state of life. Because, I mean, for someone like me, who didn't necessarily always think about living each day, you know, making the most of all that stuff, and, and did you make a change, or were you always like this, and there's no hope for the rest of us to make such a big change? I mean... It's a big change, but I don't only think that 
people they can go through the same things that I that I can but So you did go through a change. You didn't always have this this outlook on life. I I didn't always have this outlook on life. Uh, it all started when I had my surgery. Okay, do you want to tell us about that or no? You could say no. In 2008, they actually had to put two, ride, two rides down my, down, my, down my spine. And it was a pretty substantial stand, surgery. And from that, you sort of said, this is silly, I should be living every day to the fullest. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So instead of having a major surgery, because Baruch Hashem, not all of us might need that, what could, you should be our light. We should say, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to live a better life now. I'm trying. And, and then I, I think I'm trying to, Get people to express themselves more. Cause I feel like, because I feel like they cannot, they can too have that life changing moment. If they express themselves, they can, you, so you should, I don't know if you're becoming a psychologist, I guess technically you are, but in addition to speaking, I feel like you should just sit down with people and talk to them. Do you ever do that? I do that, but not, we shouldn't advertise that. Oh, never mind. Don't don't ask him to do that. Um, but you you're saying by people. I, I do speak to people if if they need to, but I, I don't have, I don't have, I never went to school for something like that. But right. I do I do speak to people if they need it. So how do you suggest since? Not everybody has your phone number. They can't just call you whenever they want to talk. How do you suggest they figure out a way for them to express themselves? Because, I mean, I never really sit down and write down in my little diary how I'm feeling. Like, like one of the reporters that interviewed me, we said how, like, how Zach wanted to, how I wanted to be a psychologist. My, my, my dad said how... It'll be too much work for me because I have a learning disability. Right. So I'm trying to look at it from another perspective. Without a degree, I'm sure you could give some people advice on how to express themselves better so that they can break down their barriers and live a more meaningful life, right? Yeah. So... What are a few ways you can think of, sorry to put you on the spot a little bit, about, for ways for people to express themselves if they're having a difficult time doing that? Just go into your room and uh, just sit back in, in your room for a few hours and just, just think of the Hashem. See, when it comes to me, like, I think about Hashem a lot, and that's where, that's where my motivation comes in. 
That's a pretty good place to get some motivation from. Someone recently told me something similar to that, that like, I mean, my response to them was, I don't know how atheists can explain a lot of things. Because like, where, it's not like, where did the tree come from? But like, on a more personal level, like, something that you can't possibly understand happening in your life, how did it happen? There's no other explanation for it. And it's something that, like, people ask me, you know, you know, it's like, how do you write your speeches, you know? I don't know. It's just something, it's just something that happens. It's like a miracle. You feel Hashem is really taking you on this journey and you're not doing it by yourself. When you're standing speaking in front of a crowd of people, you feel really like you're a messenger and, and just relaying over his message, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And I mean, unless you have something else to say on that. No, so I, I guess we're going to take a break then. Do you want to say something else on, on how to motivate people better? And I think that when people, I think that. Not enough people are motivated, and the way we can see the thing, the thing that people, people are, people are like, I think that people, people think, people think of the Jews, people think of us as good people. They, they think of us as well. We're, we're nice people. We're always trying to help people. And I think that that's one, that's one. People, people, people think of the Jews as good people. And I think that we always, we always have to try to elevate, elevate ourselves. To do the right thing. I like it. We have a piece of us already that's there that we just have to build on. Meaning, you're not building from scratch if you want to start and make a change in your life. It's already there just because of the way you were born. Yeah. All right. You, you could steal some of my lines, too. I'm getting them from your ideas. I'll give you, like, a list of, of all the cool things I thought I said, and you could just sneak them in there. Yeah, you good? We think we think we're ready for a break. Um, I thought we're gonna be right back. We're gonna be right back. I I think that, I mean, I was definitely motivated a little bit so far, and the song that I'm gonna play, and I'm gonna play it for you too, Zach. Later, definitely motivates people to dance, and dancing makes people happy, and happy people definitely want to live happy lives, right? Uh, when they're happy, it makes other people happy. That is true. So, without further ado, here is Mordechai Shapiro's from off his new album. Here is Schar Mitzvah.
show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Leo Razamik. That was Mordechai Shapiro's Schar Mitzvah, a song that definitely motivates people to get up and dance. Speaking of motivating, today I am joined by Zach Pollock, a friend of mine who is a motivational speaker. And as we, you would have heard before, if you didn't, definitely go back and listen. He is motivating us to live lives that are worth more than what we could be living now. And now we're going to talk about a little bit about where he's been over the last few months. I interviewed him, I don't know if it was August, September, October, something like that. 
I don't remember exactly, but I've actually heard your name pop up a few times since then, and I'm curious where, what huge things you've been up to. Well, I smoke for, I smoke, I've been doing a lot of work. I speak, for, I speak for all kinds of audiences all around the world. All around the world? How do you speak all around the world? Well, well not yet. But I, I've been speaking to a lot of audiences around the area. I, I go, I, I go to schools around New York. Right. I want to ask you about school. You are in Yeshiva University, is that correct? Yeah. And how do you like that so far? I saw an article about you in the newspaper. Did you know about that article? I'm not sure which paper it was that. Was that why you or? I don't know which paper it was either, but it said that you are a student in Yeshiva University now. Yes, I think it was the Jewish link. That's probably what it was. So what does that mean? You go there every day? I go there like three days a week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm actually in Rabbi Hushar Shaitar's here. Wow. So if people hear about you right now on their show and they want to meet you and just come say hi and hang out, now you know where to find them during the day. Yeah. You like it over there? I love it over there. I have a great a great group of covers here with Joseph Penner and Sam Dratz. There's your shout-out, guys. If you knew he was going to be here, there was your shout-out. And, and I just have a, a great time learning Torah. So, I mean, who doesn't have a great time learning Torah? Um, what other... So, okay, you've spoken to a lot of different types of people. Was there any surprising group that you're like, how did I get here? Somebody called you and was like, could you come speak here? And you had no idea how you even... Your name got there? Like, Or most of the people you've spoken to, you've pretty much known. I mean, most of the, most of the people... That I've spoken to, I pretty much know, like, friends and, friends and family have gotten me the job. Most, That's how you get the word out. Mostly, most of, uh, it's most of the friends, it's most of the word of mouth, you know. That's cool. Um, how... Did you feel being interviewed by a newspaper? Like, did, when you started motivational speaking, I don't really know what the right term is, but I guess we could use that term. Did you ever dream that you were going to be, you know, this big of a star? I mean, I, I don't really think of it as becoming famous. I just want, I just want to get to as much people as possible. So. And that's definitely been happening. You've, you've pretty much been out there now, huh? Yeah. What's the coolest thing that you think you've done thus far in your area of motivational speaking? 
I like speaking to the I like speaking to the home health care agency. Can you tell us about that? Because I want I want people out there to be I want people who take care of people that are disabled. I want them I want people to, to, to treat them like other like everybody else. So what are some things that you tell them? Just give us one or two highlights from those type, types of speeches for anybody listening now who might be interested in hearing that. In other words, I, I told them, you have to celebrate You have to celebrate life. Like you have to celebrate what you do and realize that you're not doing this as a job. You you may you may have noticed from being an ass. It's not really a job. You do it because you want to do it, you know. Right. I remember somebody speaking in Hask once said, "You're not feeding your camper breakfast because you want to feed them breakfast, and you think that you're doing a nice thing. You're feeding them breakfast because it's breakfast time, and that's what people do at breakfast time." How do you? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think yeah, I guess. In other words, what I'm trying to say is be somebody as big, be some, be something, you have to be something more that you can be sometimes. You have to stretch out your, your imagination sometimes. And we, we have to, Feel for each other. We have to take care of each other sometimes. And what what I do in my speaking career is I feel like I'm not just there speaking to the audience. I'm taking care of my audience. I'm there for the audience. I want them. I want them to really connected with my words. I like it. I like your, I guess, the way you speak. I think that's a nice way to present yourself as a speaker. Um, Now, we talked about what you've done. I'm curious what is coming in the life of Zach Pollock. Do you have anything interesting coming? No, don't tell us too much because we like surprise. But anything interesting coming up for you? All I would say is I'm hopefully going to be speaking to Camp Kaylee soon. Ooh, Camp Kaylee listeners out there, stay tuned because you may hear a familiar voice. Um, That is very exciting, like this summer. That's cool. Yeah. You excited for that? Yeah, I've been working on it. Well, you've been working on it? Are you giving them something new? It's it's all it's gonna be new stuff, but but I'm trying to recycle. I'm trying. Hazara is always important. But you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be it's gonna be something new. It's, it's actually gonna be something very interesting. I'm excited. So if you are have anything to do with Camp Kaylee, you should definitely keep your ears out because this sounds pretty exciting to me. Um, if 
somebody would want to get in touch with you because they enjoyed what you said so much, like I did, and they would like you to come and speak somewhere, do you have any way for them to get in touch with you um, to have you speak? They can call my phone number at 973-472-6586. Again, that's 973-472-6586. If you want, you can also always email me, um, and I can put you in touch with Zach, just in case the number doesn't work and he's too busy to answer the phone, because that can definitely happen. And I hear you have a website that you were not going to mention, because I don't have a website. Actually, I do, but we'll not even talk about that. That was my dad's website. What, what does that even mean, you have a website? And I have, I have a website for people to go to as well. ZachPolly.com. If you want that spelled Z-A-C-K... P-O-L-L-A-C-K dot com. And I, and I have a bunch of awesome stuff that you can like find out about me. And I, I would encourage people, cause imagine this, I've been like going out to my website, it's pretty interesting. So if you if you would like to go on my website, be sure be sure to go on my website. We'll say it again. It's zackpollock.com. Z a c k p o l l a c k dot com. Well, do you have anything? Any last thoughts you'd like to share with the world out there? Well, like we have to think about this time. Uh, it's, uh, it's like not too far away to start thinking about Rosh Hashanah. Not too far thinking about Rosh Hashanah. It's not even Pesach yet, Zach. <laughs> what are you going to tell us about Rosh Hashanah? It's, it's not too, it's not too late to think about. How can I, how can I make the world a better place? What does that have to do with Rosh Hashanah? It's, it's about... It's, it's about keeping stuck about why 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 you've done this year. And if you want to make what that what you've done better things, then I guess you should probably start thinking about that now, huh? Yeah. All right, well, I definitely enjoyed speaking with you, and I'm sure everybody enjoyed listening to you. And you know how to contact him if you would like him to speak um, at any location, and we will be right back after this.
שמבקש לחדור לחלוני, חכוכב שמאיר בלילה את אורי. אתה נמצא כל כך רחוק בקצה של העולם, שנינו יחד זהו עם. Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Leo Razamik, and that was Tainly Yad off of what I still consider to be the new Shell Shellis Jr. album. I think it'll be the new album until they put out another one, so it still works. That was the portion of the show that I'm very excited about. I'm going to be playing some of my favorite wedding songs for you. I already started a little bit off earlier with some fun dancing songs, but this coming this song is one of my favorite pump-up songs. Um, it's literally called Mazel Tov, or To the Dance Floor, as it is also known, and it is by Eighth Day. So without further ado, here is Mazel Tov. Thank you. 
Dance floor Mazel Tov by Eighth Day. And now we are going to turn to their cousin, Benny Friedman. I think they're cousins. I heard that once. Could be wrong. Benny Friedman has a great album called Nagila Venis Mecha, and I really could have chosen any of those songs, but we'll move over into the first dance set a little bit with Ashrechem and Kihir Besa.
music since my sister is marrying a Sparty, we will move over into their territory a little bit and continue with a song that has always gotten people up and moving. I don't think I've ever seen somebody not dancing when this song is playing. Here is Maha Pecha Shel Simcha.
Okay, so both my sister and my very soon-to-be brother-in-law are very big Eitzan Katz fans. And so I think it's only appropriate to play one of their favorites as well, a song that has been being played in my house by them ever since they got engaged, and probably before that as well. Here is Od Yishama by Eitzan Katz.
that, we will end. I hope you enjoyed listening to some of my wedding favorites. And if you have any questions for me, you can always reach me at leora at nachumsegal.com. That's L-E-O-R-A at N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L dot com. I hope you enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed. And now I got to go because I got a wedding. Bye. Bye.